Boom! There it is, ladies and gents. It is my favorite day of the week. S H I T. So happy! Happy it's Thursday. Thursday. We got a great show for you guys today. Everybody wants to be in real estate. Nobody wants to make some mistakes. Let's figure out what the hell happens when we make some of these mistakes and how to avoid them. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Hell yeah. All right. All you business pros out there, before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder, as always, please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, drop a review, help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time, and don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored to bring another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Today's guest is an expert at one of my favorite topics in business and investing, the art of real estate. Our guest is an expert in making sure that your gets home, your home gets sold fast, and he makes sure that it is as easy and stress-free as possible for his clients. Boy, I'm twisting this up. Sorry about that. He is on a mission to change the way people view We Buy Houses companies, and he's well on his way to being known as a differentiator in that market. As much as our guest truly loves renovating and remodeling homes, his proudest moment isn't seeing the end result of a beautiful home. It's when he's able to give back to the community, giving kids and families a fair shot with every single home they buy. Tune in to learn how our guest is changing the way we view real estate wholesalers and how he is making it happen with zero agent fees and commissions. What? Joining us today out of San Pedro, California, welcome to the show, John Medina. Ooh, there it is, Ham, dropping the heat. What do you think, John? Hey, great. Oh, that was awesome, man. That was a great intro. Thanks. I appreciate you guys having me. I, I'm looking, you know, I'm excited to have some fun here with you guys. So let's get it going. Thanks. All right. Oh, yeah. You said before we hopped on the show, you've been doing a number of these podcast things for a while. Three minutes into the show. How do we compare? Oh, man, this is, you know what I, what I like about you guys? You guys bring the energy, man. I'm all pumped up right now. I love it. I feel like I'm, feel like I'm playing for the Lakers. I'm going to run out on, you know, they just drop the curtain. Man, it's on. It's like, it's awesome. That's Number right. Number 24, right. standing six foot eight. Right? Oh, oh, exactly. Oh, R.I.P., uh, R.I.P. Five, five, five feet two. <laughs> it works. It works. It works. All right, let's do this thing. Uh, you know, there's a lot of questions when it comes to real estate people want to get into this space uh they watch a little bit of hgtv and they think they're professionals and they're gonna go make a killing in this in this industry and it's not quite as easy um you're doing something a little more niche a little more specific so if you can explain it like as simple as possible to like a, a fifth grader for example what is it that you do john well you know so we're real estate investors so we buy and sell you know we buy and sell houses but what's unique about us is that we buy houses directly from homeowners. Um, we we're um, not real estate. We don't. We're not real estate agents. 
And, uh, you know, we, we make it simple on people. So we use a single page contract. Um, we open escrow with a, with a local escrow company and uh, we pay cash for the houses. And then what's great about it is take what you want with you and leave the rest behind. So we're mm-hmm. truly just telling people like, take what you want with, with you and leave the rest behind and we'll handle it. We'll just make it easy on you. So it's kind of too good to be true, right? Leave, leave the rest behind. So uh, this is something that I don't think people quite understand because there's people who are my age and maybe a little bit younger and they're like, why, why the hell would I leave anything behind? I don't understand why I, I don't, I don't get that, but they don't understand the other side of, you know, the lifespan. There's a lot of people, especially in the last few years who are, aging up they're entering retirement and aging out meaning it's the end of their lives and they're leaving the home they're leaving behind these homes with 30 years worth of stuff that, that, that they've gotten picked up and oftentimes there are situations where you know you can't uh really move over to where your parents used to live or your grandparents used to live and so you just kind of want to get rid of the property as fast as possible with as little headaches as possible and i think this is where you come in right yeah, hundred percent. Because you think about it, like say someone lived in a house for thirty years, they have thirty years of of, of you know of life that they've accumulated, and um, sometimes people just don't want to take it with them. Sometimes the stuff isn't really you know it's not valuable to them anymore, and uh, they rather just basically take what. So when I say take what you want with you and leave the rest behind, you know you'd be surprised what people live on, leave behind. And sometimes it's one dumpster; it could be two dumpsters. They just like the fact that they just can take what you know take their their valuable their values that they that they still cherish and. If there's stuff in there that they don't want, they can leave it behind. And some people inherited houses and they just inherited a bunch of stuff that they don't want. You know, so that's a big thing, too. And, you, you know, most of the time, if you sell the house with, the, with, you know, on the market with the real estate agent, the house has to be clean, has to kind of be broom swept. You got to get everything out of there. We don't care about that. So we make it a lot easier on people. It's part of our service. Well, the other part about inheriting property is is not only is it 30 years of mess, it's also 30 years of wear and tear. Like, you know, when you when you inherit a property or when you when you're ready to get rid of a property, sometimes you don't have the cash on hand and can't go through the financing process to do work necessary to put it on the market. So what happens in that situation? What if there's work that needs to be done? And I'm talking like, you know, corroded bathrooms or, you know, kitchens yeah. with cabinets have fallen off. Is that cool, too? Totally. That's a great question. I mean, that's what we do. So we're, we're going to buy the house and renovate it. So we're not too interested in, in, in you guys, you know, people fixing stuff up because um, it's not necessary. We're going to do that, you know, after we buy the house. So basically you don't have to do any repairs. It's just as is. So when we say as is, it's as is. We just basically, you know, we buy the house for cash. We can close quickly and then, or, or on a term or on a time frame that you're comfortable with. And then from there, it's like, you know, if the bathroom needs work, we don't care. We're going to redo it anyways. Right. So it just makes it really easy on people. Let me ask you this then, because the real estate space is really competitive. There's so many people who are, I mean, inventory right now is like super low, meaning there are less and less people who are out there trying to sell their homes. So, uh, you know, really a good real estate agent doesn't necessarily mean that they're an expert in contracts or anything like that. Those are great perks, but a really good real estate agent is really good at generating new leads and new business. So, you know, is in, in your business, you're trying to buy up houses. So you're technically, you're competing with a real estate agent because they're trying to list the property. You're trying to go direct to the buyer or to direct to the seller and get their, their home sold. How are you getting leads? How are you generating business? You know, we generate business through the internet. So we have a website, johnmedinabuyshouses.com. And what we do is we drive people to the website. And uh, from there, they read the information. 
and, and some other numerous stuff, Facebook and, and, and social medias and, and referrals too. So people read over and they fill out a form and they give us a call and we just, we just walk them through the process. If it's a good fit for them, then, you know, we decide if it's a good fit, if we're a good fit for them and they're a good fit for us, then we take some information down and, you know, and then basically maybe go out and inspect the house and then go ahead and make them an offer. So how do you narrow down what an ideal client is? Like who, you know, if you have, if every business has their ideal customer avatar, who are you going after on these online ads? I, I would say the ideal customer is somebody that like, like um, maybe inherited a house, somebody that um, has a house that needs a lot of work. Uh, they don't want to do obviously like what you brought up. They don't have the cash to fix it or they just don't with COVID. Let's face it. Not that many people want, they don't, some people just don't want anybody in their house. They just basically when they're making an offer, they kind of already know, I think, in their head what, what they want. If we could, if we're close on the price, we could negotiate something out, uh, either, you know, up or down wherever we end up and we're able to buy their house. And it's just really a, it's really a simple process. So there's not a lot of paperwork. Um, like I said, there's no, there, there's no, uh, there's no showings. Uh, it's just, it's just really simple. So, you know, oftentimes it's not always price as the main factor why people want want to sell their homes, right? There's always there's there's oftentimes other situations. Yeah, of course everybody wants the best price for their home, but that's not always the number one motivating factor for a seller to sell. Um and you know, when when you're when you're addressing some of these different motivating factors i i for me i start thinking terms right so if it's price that's not always there sometimes there's some terms that we may be able to negotiate in order to make this deal happen um what kind of terms or flexible uh flexibility do you have for sellers well i mean i, I think as far as terms i mean in different parts of the country a lot of people like they might do some creative financing and stuff like that we don't we don't really offer that here in los angeles because the prices are so so expensive but um, you know, I think the, the, the best thing that we could offer people is that we, we have core values that we that we live by, that, that everybody in the company knows, and, the, and, and that's how we treat people. So with those core values come like, you know, do the right thing, treat people, treat people fairly. They're just, they're, 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 everything's just really outlined. And through those core values, we treat people the way we would want to be treated. And that's probably the number one reason people do business with us. And sometimes if it is just the price, maybe we're not the right fit for you. Um, because, you know, sometimes people really want money for their house. It's just not possible for us to give them. Maybe maybe even on the open market with a real estate agent. Some people are just unrealistic on the prices, right? But mm -hmm. once we uh, enter in business with people, especially in the escrow process, we take care of people. We walk them through the process. Um, you know, we just give them great service. And I think that's probably the best terms that we can offer is that we, we just do what we say we're going to do. That's our, one of our biggest core values, which is do what you say you're going to do and treat people fairly and, um, and, and just, 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 you know, respect them and, and um, just give them great customer service. And that's probably our, our best thing that we offer. You're dealing with a, a lot of transactions on a month to month, year to year basis. Uh, you know, what was it like building out a team? You know, where, where did you start off at and, and how did you build a team to get through this? Because I'd imagine you didn't come to L.A. with millions of dollars in your pocket to start buying houses cash, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's that was that's been the process. So I kind of started in 2014. And when I first started, it was just me. I didn't, my wife didn't really help. It was just me by myself. I had a plumbing business before I did this. So I kind of just stopped my plumbing business at the end of 13 and went right into house flipping in 14. Now I did do some, you know, for three or four years, I, I did do some research and I took some classes and I, 
kind of educated myself. So I kind of hit the ground running in 2014. And yeah, it was just me by myself. And it was a lot of work, right? I think I maybe, I, I think I hired an assistant, but it was just really, really a lot of work. And I was doing everything myself. And then as, as time went on, you know, I, I, I was on that, you know, the, the roller coaster of an entrepreneur, right? I was like, I would, I would go up and get things going and I crashed down hard because I didn't have the systems or the, or the, uh, or the people in place to maybe operate the business the way that I wanted to. So it was just really interesting along this road. I kept adding people. So about 2017, I took on a partner named Ricky, Ricky Magana is, is his name, right? So I brought in Ricky and then we really start scaling this thing to where we kind of, and then we went through our, we had to figure out how to be partners too, because that was a, you know, that was a, that was a, uh, uh, that was kind of something that was interesting too, because, you know, he was doing like, he was kind of handling the, the, um, one side of the business and I was handling the other, but then we figured out we did a converse. We had to reverse things because maybe what, what we thought he was good at, I was better at, and he was better at what I was doing. So we had to go through this process of just kind of like building it up and tearing it down, building it up and tearing it down. And I think pretty much right now we have really good people in place. I have a good sales team that, that they're incredible. Ricky's doing a good job on that. And it's just, um, you know, that was the main thing is just basically hiring the right people, training them and then let them, let, let them do their jobs. You brought you brought me in. It's like you wanted me to say something or something. Me? Are you good? Oh no, I think we lost her on. Um, on my end, his uh, his audio is really no. I can weird. I can like hear him just fine. It's, it's it just him? you. It's you. Oh well. Can you hear me? Testing, testing. I can I can hear you, John. Can you hear me? I think it might be me. Oh okay. Who who can hear me? Anybody can hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Yes. Yeah. I can hear you, James. I hear you. Can you hear I John? Hear you. This is great live TV, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, John, unfortunately, uh, Hernan's kind of cutting out a little bit. So hopefully he's able to jump in here for a sec. He's going to exit out and come back in. But uh, you were just talking about, you know, the journey that you took in becoming an entrepreneur. And, you know, I agree with you. It's totally a journey, uh, especially when you're working with somebody new right like i've been in business with my brother i should probably switch this i've been in business with my brother since forever right like we've known each other we grew up together so for us to do business together it was easy almost natural right, right. but this person that you started working with you had a lot to figure out can you tell me a little bit about that journey like i'm really actually curious about what role you were in at the beginning of the, of your business and what role he was taking and how you figured out that you had to switch. Yeah, I was kind of like, I was doing the, so, you know, like if you're rehabbing houses and construct, so, you know, I was in the sales position where I was actually like going out and meet with people and trying to get contracts, trying to buy their houses. Then I was running a, the construction crews too, mm -hmm. which is, a, which is actually they, those two jobs don't, don't match up, right? Sales and construction, as far as being a salesman and trying to be a, Right, 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 person, right, right. And then uh, Ricky was just kind of doing like an integrator, we called him. So he was he was basically doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes, integrating stuff because he 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 is a real estate he is a real estate agent, and he uh -huh. he, he you know first it was newly he was new getting his license, and uh, he just wanted to find his way. Like, uh, and I met him at an open house, and I just like I knew him from San Pedro, and we just kind of like kind of formed a partnership, and we just had to figure out like you know. We had to figure it out together, and it just it, what happened was is like I think he was he's better. Ricky has a gym too, person, so mm -hmm. he owns a gym. So Ricky's really good at training people. Oh, right? and we figured it out. I was like, wait a minute, he's a personal trainer. He knows how to train people. Uh -huh. He's really good at it. 
but it's really it's it's really hard to be um it's really hard to um i was training the salespeople, which i don't i honestly i'm not that great at sales i'll be the first to say it's so, <laughs> all right buddy roles. i feel you yeah, you know, I was good at like low hanging fruit. Me, I'm good at meeting people, talking to you guys, sure. and you know. But as far as the follow up and all that other kind of stuff that really takes to be a really good salesman, uh, I was too busy doing other things, right? Like trying to fix these houses. And so my my joke is, I got a tape measure in my hand. I'm measuring a kitchen, and the phone rings. So and I was answering the phone live. So do I answer the phone or drop the tape measure? Salespeople <laughs> drop the tape measure. Absolutely. The guy don't have, doesn't want to answer the phone, right? Like you For know sure. what's you know, what's the joke about a construction guy? I called that contractor 10 times. He never called me back, right? So it's like, you know. <laughs> I got a tape but, measure in my hand every time. What do you want yeah, from yeah. me? I was <laughs> working. Exactly. And and, and uh, so what we did is we kind of figured out, like, hey, Ricky, like, like being the trainer that he is, he got really into the sales and really took some training and started really figuring it out and started getting good sales on, on his own. But then we realized, you know what? Now we're at a point where we really need to bring in a sales girl. Mm-hmm. A salesperson that happened to be a girl, Peggy. Then Ricky... Peggy's a natural sales uh, person. She's been doing it for years. And uh, we, we brought her in and then Ricky started training her and kind of let her do her thing. And that's when we took off because then we had, she had support from Ricky. Um, and then we, and then Peggy was able, able, she answers the phone live and she's really good at getting, building rapport and getting, uh, getting all the information from people and making them feel comfortable because she's just naturally good at it. And, and it's true too, right? So once we did, once we did that, that was like, that was the game changer. About a year and a half ago, we just took off after that. I got a question. When you went hunting for that salesperson, like, I mean, you knew you needed a salesperson on your staff. How'd you go about finding one? And how did you know she was good at what you wanted her to do? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I know I knew Peggy through some mutual friends. So it just happened to be like, like, like I met her and I said, wow, she's great. What an interesting person. Really nice, you know, and and I really liked her. And she was uh, at a point in her life where, she had a really good high paying sales job selling like a uh, 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 luxury link. It was called for hotels, like selling, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, like, like back when the internet, like, you know, years ago, I think it was back in the early, uh, you know, uh, 2000s that she worked for a company that was selling uh, luxury vacations. Right. So she did it for a while. Well, the company just went out of business and then she went out of business and then she had like a four or five year old at the time. Her son was about four or five. So she just wanted to become, she just kind of says, okay, I'll just start becoming a mom. And then she became a take, caretaker for her in-laws. So for about 10 years, she was just taking care of her in-laws. And unfortunately her mother-in-law passed away. Mm-hmm. And I was at a party. I had a party at my house for like a, one of my charities that I was doing. And I just started talking to her. She's like, Hey, I think I'm, I'm kind of done with being a caretaker. I want to get back into the sales business. And I said, Oh, no brainer. So I kind of just brought her on and we, we, we trained her a little bit. And, and so I knew her for a while. I was just like, you know, sometimes, sometimes they say that the people you need, you know, maybe some of the people you need are right next to you. Well, that's just the way it worked, you know? So it was it's like really riding cool. a bike sales, huh? What's that? I said, it's like riding a bike with sales. Like yeah. once you, once you did it, you, you, you know, it, and you just get right yeah, back on the really horse. Good. Yeah. She's really good at building rapport and, and, you know, cause we're buying people's houses. So she's really good and, and all she does is to tell the truth. That's the greatest thing about it. Because we're doing this stuff based on these core values. And we don't vary from those. So when she's talking to people, it's like she's just telling them the truth. It's yeah, great. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love that. I love this. Like, like to me, that's a, that's a discussion right there around, like, different types of salespeople. Right? Because, John, you were talking about, you know, when, when, when you were 
measuring something. You had measuring tape in your hand. Like that's a different type of salesperson. You are are going to be quick and to the point. And uh, your partner, uh, Ricky, like he's a different type of salesperson. And then you've got uh, Peggy, who's like a different type of salesperson too. And like each one just kind of hits hits a different note for your business. Yeah, and you know what? You nailed it because Ricky's more methodical. So when I talk to, you know, I see I talk fast, I'm going, right? Ricky's more <laughs> even killed. Peggy's kind of in the middle of us, which is good. So it's really, it's really, it's a great, it's just a great fit. And then we brought on someone recently named Stephanie. She's been around for maybe six weeks and now we're trained her and she's starting to talk to people and she fits in really well with the sales team. So Stephanie's a, a, a new addition to the company. And, um, you know, and that's another thing too. We just used to hire people before and we just throw them out there, you know, and uh, see what would happen. But we really took the time to train her and she's, she's trainable too. So she's a big, we're really looking forward to getting her, uh, we're excited that she's part of the team. And the, and the other thing about it is, is that like we, we're growing, so she's going to fit right in. So it's, it's really, and that was another realization, realization too. We used to, used to hire people and expect them to know everything in a day where it's not, that's not the case, hmm. right? You have to train people. And Brian that you met earlier before we jumped on, he, he's the admin and he's doing a great job of just like keeping it all together. Which is so great. what does it look like for you in the next few years? Like, where do you envision your company? What, what do you see it as? Well, it's funny because, you know, we, we just decided like this month, it's like, we just it kind of expanded off. We just actually a couple of weeks ago, we we're like, let's just, let's just go from LA and Orange County to California, which has been really big. I mean, that's like, we're, we're getting leads now throughout the whole state. And we actually, I think we have two contracts from a lot of stuff has happened today. I think we got like th maybe two or three deals today. I haven't looked at the board. I have a whiteboard over here, but I've been do busy doing other things. So deals are coming in as we're talking, which is great. And then we got our first deal in, uh, in, in, uh, New Orleans, believe it or not. So now all of a sudden it's like, heck, we're all the way out in New Orleans. I never, two weeks ago, I would have, I would have never thought that that would, that wasn't even on the, on the, you know, what we thought about it, but it Wait, was one of those things where it's happening. Are you, so, are you like flying out there to do the ones in other states no, as well? Like you're going out no, there or, we, or wholesaling them off? You know, it's funny with that one is that, that we're going to wholesale that one off. Yeah. I, and I know a guy, I know a guy through the business that lives there. Sorry. We already contacted him. Maybe he wants to buy it. So that's the one that we'll just wholesale. You know, hmm. we're not really interested in fixing and flipping that one because it's, it's it's just too far away. You know. So so what's uh what's preventing you from reaching that vision or that goal that you want to achieve? You know, nothing right now. I mean, I just I, I think right now we're we're you know that's what right now we're moving exactly where we want to go. I feel like we're we're on you know we're 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 at like thirty four deals I think for this year. And uh, next year we want to do 52 and still, heck, we still have another 20 days right now. So I, I went down if we get to 40. So I think maybe my 52 for next year might need to go up to 60 because I always want to keep pushing that out. Right. I want to mm -hmm. keep pushing that goal further so that we can stretch goals so we can hit it. So I think right now the sky's the limit, man. I'm, 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 I'm sitting here right now. This is the best I've ever felt with this business. You know, it's, it's a really good feeling. Got some great team members. Uh, we got another guy coming on at the end of the at the end of the uh, at the beginning of the year. We're training him right now. His name is Jonathan. So he's going to be kind of doing like the you know the dispo side of the business, uh, selling these wholesale properties or going out and meeting people. You know, like a property inspector type of guy. So I think all the pieces are in place right now just to really blow this thing up. And it's, I'm just excited. I just can't wait to see what happens. Pushing that accelerator. Just keep going and keep going and keep going. All yeah. right. So, so if, if everything's on the, on the hunky dory, everything's on the, on the good to go, 
uh, and you're, you're you're continuously accepting deals. You want to do more deals before the end of the year, even though we're rounding out 20 days left to go. If someone has a home that they need to get rid of, that they're looking for a cash uh, buyer, how do they get a hold of you? And are you doing this in all states? Well, I would say right now, let's just say California. Um, and uh, the best way is to uh, go to our website, which is uh, uh, johnmedinabuyshouses.com. And there's some information on there. You could fill out a form or you could read about us. There's a phone number on there too, which is a 310-928-9688. And uh, give us a call. We answer the phone live. Uh, Peggy will answer the answer the call and answer it. You know, basically just have a conversation with you and, and see, you know, see where it goes. Dude, that's, that's, what, what do you feel about the market? Like I've always wondered is as a flipper, you know, I was I started doing flipping around 2012, around 2018. I had this feeling like things were at the peak of a market. Um, and I've always been worried about, you know, getting caught with your pants down, like multiple properties in and a, and a market shifts the other way. You know, a fear is a fear. You can always make money on in up markets and down markets. But what's your pulse on where the market is going in 2022? Yeah, that's another good one. We had a, I had a, I have a coach. His name's Jerry Green. So I'm in a, in a thing called the Accountability Board. He talked about that yesterday, and I, it's something that I try to stay. You know that I there's a lot of opinions out there on this, but you know my opinion is is that um, you know definitely interest rates are going up from what the Fed was saying, right? So once interest rates go up, that's gonna that's gonna bring down the afford you know affordability is already pretty low right now. Like in California, last time I checked, it was in the low 20s. So at least in California, if it's into the into the teens, a lot of times that's the end of a bubble. That's when the bubble bursts. So I definitely think we're playing with that number right there. Um, so I am concerned, uh, you know. But then again, too, like you're saying, I, I I don't, you know. Sometimes there's opportunities when things more opportunities when things you know change. So um, I, I am I am concerned about that. I'm not fearful, but I, I do want to like I do want to kind of watch where it's going uh, and. I, I think the other thing is, is that there's not a lot of inventory though on the other side. So we're, what's going on with that, right? So I think this with the lack of inventory, with, with, with interest rates going up, but they're only, you know, they can go up to like three, they say three and a half percent, which is still totally doable, but less people could afford the house. But just, I, maybe we're at the end of a price of, a, of, a, of an accelerated um, appreciation. And yeah, I don't know yeah. where we're going to go from there, right? I mean, we can go down, we can stay the same sideways. I, I, I just don't know. Yeah, as, as the moratoriums are lifted, uh, as student loans come back into the picture, uh, there's a lot of questions about what's going to be happening in 2022 for sure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it, is there, do you have a, like a game plan or strategy that you're thinking of going into as, as if that kind of changes? I'm kind of curious. Well, you know what? One thing about it is, is that like, I, I think, you know, um, maybe just do more wholesale deals if that's the case, because, you know, they're shorter times. So you're mm -hmm. buying like, the, you know, the average wholesale deal might be 23, 23 days. That's what we try to keep it at or less, you know, um, flips are longer, right? Flip is like four to anywhere from three to six months as far as, you know, start to finish. Right. So you, yeah. you get overextended on, on that. So I think maybe it just, and then, you know, the, the other thing on flipping is, is that you can't buy with tight margins. You might have to really just make sure that you got some margins there, things correct that you're going to, you're going to be okay. And then, you know, California is kind of tough um, with, with the price point being so high, but maybe one of the exit strategies might have to be that you have to keep it for a rental. I don't really want to do that, but I'm pretty, I think we're pretty capitalized right now. If that's the case, we could, we might be able to write some, write some things out by, 
you know, maybe just, you know, turn them into rentals. In the long run, it won't be a bad thing. It had, to be, it had to be a good thing that uh, Zillow stopped their iBuyer program for you guys, right? I mean, that kind of opened up some more doors and more opportunities. Yes and no. I mean, you know, what's interesting is, is that we're, that's, you know, what the feedback we get from people is that um, they like us because like we're kind of the, the you know, the, the local family owned business. That's mm-hmm. like the corporate business that people sometimes want to stay away from. And it's funny, if you call those guys up, they don't call you right back. We answer the phone line, right? They so probably have a measuring tape. Excuse me? They probably have a measuring tape. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly. And, and, and you know, they, they, we, we get feedback. It's like, oh, I called whoever it was. And, you know, they, they said they get back to me in like, you know, two days. So, you know, people are turned off by that. But, yeah, I think Zillow just basically, they, just, they, they gave everybody a good, a good example of what not to do if you're going to be flipping houses. Pay oh, retail yeah. and expect to get... Hey, more. sometimes you get your butt kicked at a high level. It's okay. They're still uh they're still a dominating factor nonetheless. Yeah. All right, uh John, you you've been an amazing guest, dude. I mean, what you're doing is is awesome. It's it's really cool to have it as a mom and pop shop. Uh reminds me of one of my favorite Christmas movies. Uh It's a Wonderful Life. Uh not quite the same. <laughs> Savings and loans different from how, from uh, wholesale and flipping, but in the same space and uh it's it's because you're that you're the guy coming in and and you know, trying to help a community out. You're the mom and pop guy trying to trying to make it happen and uh you know i appreciate what you're doing out there uh i got one last question for you and we asked this of all our guests uh you know creating content is the work that we do right that's that's the the fun part of of having a podcast and you just did a a 30 minute stint of work with us (laughs) so what was it like working with us on the on the business bros podcast today you know this is great man this has been a lot of fun you guys bring a lot of energy i'm really i'm just excited i man i just i keep talking to you guys for forever you guys are and you guys ask good questions too. So you guys are you guys are bringing some real stuff to people, right? And I, and I think you guys have uh, you guys have a lot. You know, you guys have a lot to offer. Um, and and I, I did some research too on you guys before I got on. Uh, and you guys just have some good content out there and some good interviews. And, and I really appreciate you guys having me on. Let me let me ask you this because I don't think people quite understand that. If you Googled Business Bros or if you Googled my name, was there a lot that shows up for us? Well, yeah, I did. I did get some information and I was able to get to like your, to, you know, the podcast, I think it was through Apple and you guys have YouTube and you got, I looked at you on Facebook and I, I'm sure you have a Twitter account. I didn't get that deep, but yeah, you guys are totally, I mean, just type in, you know, business pros and a podcast and you guys come up big time. You got a lot of content out there. That's what I'm talking about, ladies and gents. That's what it's all about. Look, there's two ways that you're going to go out and make some money by grabbing customers and you got to go where they are. And the way you do it, number one, is you try to do it organically. You build it one-to-one prospecting, a little bit of networking, doing that. The other way is paid ads. Like you literally have to put yourself out there in front of people. And it used to be mailers in the mail, which you can still do. It used to be billboards, which you can still do. But today's more technological billboard is an ad that shows up in front of what your customer is looking at. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, all of them, right? TikTok, every single one. And just like in John's business, what he said earlier is he's getting his stuff from online, meaning he's putting messages like this on the podcast out to the world saying, johnmedinabuyshomes.com. That's what he's telling you every single day. JohnMedinaBuysHomes.com. So if you if you see that pop up on your feed, you know it's because it comes from his content creation. Coming on podcasts, whatever content he makes out and puts out on a regular basis. And if you need help getting that stuff down, make sure you guys go to businessbros.biz because we'd love to help you with that. Everything from creating your social media to video testimonials to 
managing your paid ads so that you can get more customers just like John does. I'm going to tell you right now, you ready to sell your home? You don't want to deal with a real estate agent, even though I'm a real estate agent. But I know there's times you don't want to deal with a real estate agent. Make sure you guys go to johnmedinabuyshomes.com or buyshouses.com. Johnmedinabuyshouses.com. Uh, and see if you can get a cash offer. It's really quick and easy. A lot of times, John, you guys can close in like 10 days or less, right? Yeah, I mean, seven if you're really good. But, you know, um, yeah, whatever you're comfortable with, we can get it done. And Boom. we give people sometimes cash advances too. If you're in a cash crunch and you need some cash, we can, you know, once we once you clear title and we know you own the, you own the house, there's no problems with us, uh, you know, giving you a, a, some money up front to help you. If that you home you're in is an asset, ladies and gents. Well, not by Robert Kiyosaki's terms, but <laughs> for these other investor terms, it can be. So that's why they're going to, it's an asset to them. So that's why they're able to get you that cash that you need to help you move out, do what you need to do. So if you need to sell your home one more time, John Medina buys houses.com. We'll see you guys again. Manana. John, thank you very much for being on the show. Peace out, ladies and gentlemen. SHIT. So happy it's Thursday. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.